What's up, everybody? I'm Alex Lewis. And I'm Victoria Lewis. And we would like to welcome you to another episode of Keep Keep That That Same Same Energy, Energy. where we'll be discussing how to keep that same energy in your marriage, in your passions, and more. So much more. So let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Keep That Same Energy. And today we'll be talking about finances and family when you get married. And today we have two special guests here, the lovely Martins, Ben and Aspen Martin. Welcome, you guys. What's up? Hey. Welcome. We're so happy to have you guys on our podcast today. My lovely line sister, Aspen, and my bro, Ben. And as my husband mentioned today, we're going to talk about family and finances. Correct. So, So tell us how you got, so you guys have been married for over a year now. Um, talk about how you guys handle your finances. So how your financial journey has been since you started in marriage. It's, it's been very interesting. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Golly. So um, I think the biggest part of tackling finances as a couple would be um, organization. And we figured out, and I think every couple has to figure out a system that works for them. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a one size fits all type of thing. You kind of have to go with what works for your dynamic. So uh, generally when it comes to money, um, I handle most of the numbers um, and I have to have everything organized. So the <laughs> easiest way to do that like was- Like spreadsheet organized. Yeah, I, definitely, <laughs> I do the spreadsheets, have the calculators, do the numbers, all that type stuff. So uh, what made that easier for us was combining accounts. So just doing one sole account where all the money goes into one place, all the money comes out of one place for organizational purposes. So you can see what's coming in, see what's going out at the end of the month. You know what's coming in, you know what's going out. There's no confusion about where the money money went. So right. if you went off budget, we could find out through like a statement or something like what we pay, what we pay for, are we eating out too much? Did we spend too much on a night out? Whatever the case was, we could find out what it was and correct it. So the next month we could do better. But that works for us. Some yeah. people, it doesn't necessarily like the separate accounts. Yeah, that it high. was a little, it was a little weird for me um, making that decision because, um, of course, I mean, we had to make that decision together. But um, I mean, once we took that, took that leap, I love it now. It's yeah, really, it definitely it's works. Really easy. It works yeah. because um, I think you just have to reach that that point of trust as well in your relationship to trust whoever you're with to combine the accounts because my biggest thing, like I said, for, for combining both of our accounts was mostly organization and a lot from the outside looking in, a lot of people would see it as like a control factor. Like I tell her what she can and can't buy and it has nothing to do with that. It's just organizing what we have and allocating this amount to this bill, this amount to that. And then we pull our money together and figure out what we all can do with it rather than us splitting separate accounts and doing like, okay, I'm going to pay this bill, I'm going to pay that bill, I'm going to pay that bill, and I'm going to buy this, 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 and this too. And at the end of the month, you're trying to figure out why Where, the water bill yeah. ain't been paid yet, <laughs> but we got all went. these clothes and all this other stuff. We went out X, Y, and Z amount of times, and yeah. one of our bills didn't get paid, and so money's everywhere, things don't make sense, and you can't really make a picture out of it. So, I mean, it, you definitely have to build that level of trust when you understand that person isn't going to take advantage of you or isn't doing it to to control you, but it's just for the benefit of your survival as a couple, you know? Yeah. No, we, I mean, I definitely agree. 
Um, I mean, for us, we have combined accounts uh, as well, and we pay bills together, and it has made things a lot, you know, easier for us. Um, I would say, you know, it's something that's definitely helped us, and trust is a huge part of that. Because, oh, yeah. you know, before we got married, you know, that was something I definitely struggled just thinking about, you know, combining my accounts with Victoria, because, I mean, I know at the time my girlfriend and my fiance, but I knew my wife. You know, she loves to spend, and so I just feared, like, Big us facts. having the money <laughs> together, like, what, where where was it all going to go, you know? I was just like, man, I can put my whole check in the account with this girl. It's going to be gone before I get it, you know, but... Big facts. It's just... <laughs> yeah, trust it's, is it's, a big thing. Trust. You want to keep that same energy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you wanna, you wanna open up? You want to talk about something else you did? What are you talking about? As far as with finances. Oh, what were you talking about? What you asked me? I'm going to air it out. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Air it out, air it out. No, nah, for the podcast. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man. what should we say there for another day? No, nah, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, initially, like I said, I had a lot going on before, and I was listening to a lot of people. And so, like, people, mm. my dad and my other people wanted me to give Victoria a prenup. <laughs> and I was really uh, Really? A prenup yeah. Yeah. I was That's really, hilarious That's interesting Thank you bro And I was really like Initially like Going whole about it Just cause like I was hearing so much from Yeah and, stuff, and I was telling her like You know like Nah like we, You gonna sign this prenup yes, If you sir. wanna get married And I told him Yes I'm sir And she told me She wouldn't marry me yes. I would not get Thank married you. With a prenup agreement Cause no. for me Spiritually, you already basically saying that we're gonna get a divorce. It's mm-hmm. like a what yeah, sure. if type yeah. of deal, and that's not what if. No, like, no, I definitely had like a worldly mindset when I when I was approaching that because I was looking at it like. Like, from a worldly standpoint, like, in my car, in the house, I used to explain this, like, in depth to people. Like, if everything you got, you get insurance for it. So, why not get insurance for your marriage? You feel oh, me? Like, goodness. no matter what. Like, you, like, you don't, like people argue with me and be like, man, I was like, you don't expect your, your, your car to break down. You get in a wreck. You don't expect your car to, your house to catch on fire. But you get insurance for it. So, like, I'm not expecting to get a divorce. Oh, but I'm going to get insurance. Wow. But either way, I, I grew out of that. You know, me and Victoria, we had some, you know, spiritual guidance early on in our um, premarital counseling and the guy talked to me about it and I really was just like you know what and God really actually God talked to me about it too and told yeah. me like nah because I had to step out the way it. like one thing just a sidebar um, you can't force any man to change his you can't force any man to change you can't do anything you can't you can influence change but you can't ex- you Amen. can't make him change yeah. so what I did was step out the way and I just prayed, and I just gave it to God. And through that, the Holy Spirit, you know, God spoke to him, and he was convicted. Mm-hmm. And I think that next day, that next morning, like, I think we ended the conversation, and you was upset, or you was just like, uh, I ain't trying to talk to you. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to still show love, and I'm going to still show kindness. And through that kind, gentle spirit, and me <laughs> praying to the Lord, you know, it got through to you. Thank God, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we came to a, a agreement, a agreement yeah. that next morning. I think that's dope. Wow. That, that's really cool. Um, and from the advice, like from the world standpoint, I understand, like, the concept of a prenuptial agreement. Like, I, I get that. But what I want to pose is just, like, you kind of, with, and this, this is for men and women, when you're looking for, like, your spouse, that's a part of doing your homework. Like, it's, 
I think if you get into a relationship and, you know, it doesn't work out for whatever reason and whether you're the man or the woman in that situation and someone wants to be malicious and take things that they know they didn't earn, they know is not theirs from the relationship, you can tell that from a person. You know who that person is. And I think, you know, when you're talking about finding your wife or your husband, that's something you should definitely look for. So when it does come, if it does come to that point, you know, without a doubt, she or he isn't that type of person to begin with. So if something does go wrong, I know she's not malicious in that way. or I know he's not malicious and backstabbing in that way. If it goes right. wrong, it just goes wrong. And mm-hmm. I trust this person and love this person enough to where they understand that no one needs to be hurt any more than, what the, than the hurt that the situation is already causing. Right. So I do think like when, you, when we're talking about husband and wife getting to that level, that is homework that men and women have to do on their spouses or their prospective spouses is just looking at this person and saying, why is he or she really here? Mm-hmm. Trying to get to see them at their worst, to see how they act when they're at their worst, mm-hmm. to see how they act when everything isn't necessarily going good, see how they treat you in those situations. So when something does, it's almost like you're doing the homework for the prenup without having to have the prenup. Like, if you know this person is right for you, you know this person is a good person in general to begin with, and you know this person wouldn't treat you like that or do that, you know? You know that uh, up ahead of the game. So, by the time you guys are getting married, it's not even a conversation because you know that person. So, I think that kind of helps eliminate things, too, of just doing that homework on the front end. So, on the back end, you don't even have to worry about it regardless of what happens. That's good, bro. Yeah, that was good. I mean, I think another point to add on to that would be, like, I learned from that experience, like, early on, like, you need to eliminate certain family and friends from your Mm. relationship and from Mm. your marriage because those influences, you know, can really um, stain and Mm -hmm. potentially, like, disrupt and damage, you know, your relationship. Because, you know, know, me and Victoria had been together, what, five years at that time? You know, we were both for... Before we got married. Before we got married, yeah. yeah. So, you know, if I would have listened to them and really stayed and harped on that and Mm -hmm. been like, no, this is my sticking point. This is what my family is telling me. You know, we wouldn't be here today. So, um, I think that's just a good example of... (laughs) We sure would. (laughs) I think think that's just a good example that, you know, you have to really uh, take all that into context and really... um, just take, you know, listen to certain people, but I feel like you should, if you're in a God, godly relationship, seek godly counsel yes. and get the right counsel mm-hmm. and be, just be mindful of like friends and family because you don't know, they're, they're always going to have your best interests, you know, and I'm using quotations, y'all can't see me, but you know, <laughs> they're, they're going to always have your best interests. So you, know, you got to be careful from getting advice from single friends, single bro- Ooh, siblings yeah. or yeah. Yes, you stuff do. Stuff like that because it's it's a little different. I don't know, mm-hmm. but since I feel like we're going there, you know, tell <laughs> us, have you guys had any experiences yeah. like, with family giving advice? And um, Oh, yeah. I um, think a, a big one. Um, well, you can go ahead, hon. Oh, no, I was just going to say um, we had that experience, but I feel like it was cut short because we were in dallas for the first year of our marriage for Mm. the bulk of the first year of our marriage so i feel like Mm -hmm. that cut out a lot of opportunity for them to you know for outside opinions to get in and kind of like Mm -hmm. control because during the engagement period it was definitely a lot of like opinions coming from family and a lot of control and i was still 
in that mindset of I have to do what my family says because yeah. I'm not going to, you family. know, I'm not disobedient. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be disrespectful or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I had to realize, like, I'm an adult and I'm, you know, going into a whole marriage. Like, this yeah. is this is ours now. Right. And we are a family. And so I had to take that into account. So we had that experience, but I feel like it was kind of stopped in its tracks yeah. when we moved to Dallas. Dallas definitely helped. Um, I definitely, we, we learned a lot during our engagement period but it also you know it it, when you choose to be engaged that's a a whole nother step you know that that's your step to preparing to be married and possibly start a family you know to start a whole separate unit that's a part of your family you're staking your claim Mm -hmm. you know um as a unit as a team and i think the hardest thing to do is that early on stage of understanding and telling your family and your friends like this is what my fiance wants to do or this is what we've chosen to do as a team if you don't agree with it you know that's fine there's no hard feelings but this is what we're going to do and following through with that Mm -hmm. because a lot of people especially like family you know especially your older family members that have always given you advice and Mm -hmm. you've always been obedient to them over the years and now all of a sudden it's like oh you're doing what so-and-so want to do or your fiance wants to do and they don't understand they they get that they're your fiance and they're happy about that but they don't necessarily understand that team dynamic you two have yet that you two have to work on and build and stake a claim and stand strong on that whether you guys are dead right or dead wrong like if you guys want to do it do it make your own decisions and i think like one of the biggest things my mother told me you know, especially when it comes to relationships is, you know, learn to make your own decisions, whether they're right or wrong, live and die by your decisions. Because if something goes wrong, you never want to look back and be like, well, you know what? We shouldn't have did what uncle or auntie so-and-so told us to do because that's what they thought was best. You want, if you at least, we feel better about the mistakes we've made as a couple, generally because we made the mistake (laughs) and we can learn from the mistake. Mm -hmm. And we'd always regret being like, Dang, we shouldn't have listened to so and so. We knew what was right. We knew what we wanted to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And it it that's hard to get to because you definitely feel like you're you're the bad guys. People kind of talk to you like you're the bad guys, mm-hmm. and it's weird because you've been under your family your whole life, and now all of a sudden it's you and another person, and it feels like y'all are against the whole world. And it's yeah. not really y'all are. It's not like y'all are fighting the whole world necessarily, but. People have to get used to you all being a team. And the only way that works is if you two act and make decisions like a team. Mm-hmm. You know, if y'all cave to everyone else's opinions, what everyone else wants you to do, it's going to be hard in the future for other people to see you as a unit and respect you as a unit. Because they know, well, if I talk to Alex a certain kind of way, both of them going to end up doing it anyway. Or if I say this mm-hmm. to Victoria, she'll do it anyway rather than oh, okay, if one of them say it, I'm pretty much, you know, that's what they're going to do, and that is what it is. So it's definitely a hard transition, but Mm -hmm. it's one that needs to happen because it it, it definitely makes your relationship stronger. For sure. No, I definitely agree. You know, I know for us earlier on in our marriage, um, we had to make a transition in that area just because – um, I don't know how in detail I want to get on this podcast. People listen. (laughs) but um, It's hot. (laughs) (laughs) But I just know – I just say certain members of one of our families, that's the way we can spread this out, um, was very reliant on one of us. And so I, I just remember that, like, for me, for me, 
as that party, I just had to like really talk to Victoria and just say like, look, like we're grown now and you have to take responsibility and in a sense, put your foot down Mm -hmm. because, you know, at a certain point it doesn't, it becomes like when it was just you and you were single and we weren't married, you know, that was just affecting you. But now, you know, we're together, we're married, and there's a different structure, a different hierarchy. It takes the both of us now. Right, it takes the both of us. And I mean, there's, and you know, biblically there's an order. You know, there's God, and then under that, you know, it's the husband, and then the wife, and then your family, you know, and things like that. So, you know, I felt, at a certain point, I felt like, you know, certain things weren't flowing in that order. And so we just had to have a discussion and say, okay, you know, things need to change, and they need to realize that, we have to follow that because we married. <laughs> and I mean, it's that simple. So, um, and even like, you know, in, in terms of family events, like Thanksgiving and Christmas, yeah, that's you the know, thing that I was going to, oh. <laughs> that's what it is. Complicated. I, mean, dread the holidays. Holidays. <laughs> I feel like that should be a happy time, but it we should. dread the holiday. <laughs> right. Like you take off work. Just to not, it's not a vacation, honestly. Just to run around. It's like a vacation. Right. Just to run around. Yep. So, I mean, even with that, like, I feel like, you know, that's that's one of the things, one of the points I'm referring to is just like for us. You know, when we used to go to Birmingham, because her family's, and I'm just going to say it now, but her family's in Birmingham. (laughs) But my family's in Birmingham, too. And so I feel like a lot of times we go there and we see my family first, but it's like we sprinting out the door to go to her family because they blowing her phone up the whole time we're there. Mm. And then, you know. Because I'm the designated cook. Because she's the cook (laughs) or, you know, there are just other roles she facilitates in her family. But, you know, it's kind of unfair to me because I'm having to rush out on my family and my Mm -hmm. family looking at me sideways like, you know, nigga, like, I ain't seen you in a while. Um, But. And, and then at the same time, it's it's, it's unfair to her. It's, she's doing herself a disservice too yeah. because she's not getting to know my side of the family as she should be. Right. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, it makes her feel pulled, pulled, but also awkward when she's around my family. Like she feels yeah. out of place because you haven't like spent strangers. enough time. You're like yeah, you like these yeah. like these strangers like. You've known you them know for five him? years. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you oh, a stranger? I didn't but even look at it like that. Had, like, it's, intentional. Yeah. Like, spending time intentional. Right. Because it's always been so rich. Because it's always split. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just feel like that's something always important split, yeah. that I want y'all to touch on. Because I know mm-hmm. we talked about that previously. But, like, for, for me, I know in our marriage, we've talked about that. that that's important. Because for me, like, I know her family like the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. And I know my family because I grew up with them. But she doesn't have that because we always dash out. So, you know, it's something that we're learning and growing from. What do you guys think? Uh, I think we're about the same, honestly. Um, It's a little, yeah. Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) This and I put my foot down. Yes, sir. Not anymore, which was still. It's gonna take a minute. It's gonna take a minute for me to get used to that because (laughs) I'm just I'm used to seeing. My family, every holiday, uh, or, you know, every major holiday. Um, Everyone is. (laughs) So, what I'm going to have to get used to this whole, you know, one, wherever we do Thanksgiving, we're doing Christmas at the other, you know, at the other place. Because we're in Birmingham, but his his family is in Tuscaloosa. Shout out to 1205. (laughs) And so, um... I think that it was the same way for a little bit, and now it's kind of changing. 
Um, cause I was uncomfortable when we would go around his family, but it's because we would go to his family and then go to mine. Hmm. So it was, it was the same thing, but yeah. I didn't think about it. Like you said, like you've known these people for, <laughs> for so years. <laughs> what do you yeah. mean you're uncomfortable? But <laughs> we didn't have that time to really, mm-hmm. you know, sit and get to know each other and, you know, like he did with my family. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it goes back to, um, claiming your stake as a unit, like, you have to look at marriage as the merging of multiple families. Mm-hmm. Like Aspen on her side has what three, four different families. Yeah, and I have two families. That's six families. So when you're talking about you and your wife coming together to be one, that's a merge of all of that. Yep. Yep. So when it comes to holidays, your unit comes first. So let's say you you have a household. It's you, your wife, or your husband, and your children. That's your family, your immediate family. Like that's your unit. Mm-hmm. I know you're used to being around your family, your mother, father, siblings. But once you're married, you're you're separated now. You're a different unit that you have to look after. So that unit comes first, for one. Then all the other families that have merged by your marriage, they're secondary. Yep. So. You have to look at your pros and cons. Who's benefiting from all the traveling you're doing and who's taking the negative effects from it. And remember, it's the holidays. So you want to enjoy yourself on the holidays regardless, wherever you go. Wherever you go on the holidays, whether it's to your wife's family, your husband's family, you're around family. Mm -hmm. That's the point. It's all family. So no matter where you go, you're going to be with family and you have to learn to enjoy being with your immediate unit and being with whatever segmented family you're with for that holiday yeah. and enjoying being there, being in the moment and being present. Now, the next part goes to just understanding that everyone can't be happy. At the end of the day, you can't your unit can't be in two and three different places at the same time. That's just common sense. And although it sounds like common sense, family won't necessarily understand that. Nope. But you have to stake your claim for your unit to understand that this is where we're going. This is what we're going to do. And it's to no offense out of anybody. But it just makes sense because we can't be in two or three different places at one time. It, it just, it's not possible. It's impossible. And at the end of the day, if we're bending to the will of everyone... And we're traveling to all these different places. We're doing all these different things. And we're exhausted by the end of it. We haven't truly enjoyed ourselves. There's no fun in looking at your watch, looking at the clock every two seconds to make sure you hit the door in enough time to make it to somebody else's house. And then you get to that house and you're doing the same thing. You're looking at your clock, looking at the watch, asking what time it is. So you're never really enjoying yourself. You're trying to figure out how much time you have to make it to the next venue and how to hit all these places at once so everyone gets their eyes on you. But at the end of it, you nor your unit truly enjoys being in that moment, in that holiday. And I mean, as you get older as a unit and as people understand that, they get it. But at first, it's going to be high scrutiny because they're used to seeing you every Christmas or every Thanksgiving and they're used to you being here and that's changing now. People don't like change and that's just how it goes. But change is inevitable. You can't stop it from happening. Now you can only adjust for the better or you know, you can keep doing what everyone else wants you to do and your family 
is the one that takes the brunt of it. But I feel like it's just one of those things of, as a unit, understanding that this is what we're going to do. And I know everyone may not like it, but you can't please everyone. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's life. Brother, uh, Ben over here just dropping <laughs> gems, okay? Yo, I, I, <laughs> I can't. Many a holiday. <laughs> many a holiday. Not many a holiday. Listen, oh, them ain't just gems, man. Them, those are war, war wounds. He's, he's, he's speaking from experience. He's oh. been through something. In the <laughs> trenches. In the trenches. I'm the one that's driving. Like, exactly. yeah. I already know how it is. He drives She's us everywhere. Sweet. But that was that was an agreement that we came to very, very early. I do not like to drive. I don't care if it's an hour. I don't care if it's 30 minutes. Um, Cars put me to sleep. So, yeah, he just had to understand it. (laughs) No, I just had to change the game. I mean, that's that's what had to happen. Whatever. That's just how it is. (laughs) Ain't no way. You got anything to add? Um, After that. (laughs) I mean he said it all Like for real Um, mm, Let's see What else can I add to it I mean I don't don't necessarily need you to rant or anything (laughs) My bad job With that being said Nah (laughs) (laughs) You know I can go on a rant I see you you conjuring up something over there I'm like nah You know I can go on a rant You gotta go and put that in the air (laughs) But I want to, I guess I want to <laughs> segue back to finances, you know, and just think about, so what are, what are a few or just one instance that stands out to you that I guess a disagreement or argument that you guys have had to resolve ooh, about, ooh, about, ooh, about money? Boy. I'm following the budget. <laughs> well, first of all, like money, money is always going to be a sensitive subject. You know, yeah. you never yeah. want, you want to try as much as possible as a team to try not to fight over finances Mm -hmm. you know uh you you need money to survive you need money to live and get the things you need but you know money is not going to save your soul money is is not gonna um make you happy money isn't going to fulfill you it's not going to make you a whole or better person Mm -hmm. you know it it might pay some bills and make life a little easier but it's not the ultimate uh it's not the ultimate fix to life so um Make sure you guys understand that as a couple, for one. Because there are going to be times where money will be good. There's going to be times where money might be bad. And there are going to be times where things come up in your relationship that money can't fix. Mm -hmm. So, you know, money can't do it all. So, understand that first. You know, um, let me make sure I hit the question. What was? I was like, uh, I think... I don't know. Do you have a time that really stood out as far as like us disagreeing about? Because I know I get fussed at for not following the spreadsheet. Um, we, 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 <laughs> it really hasn't. I was going to say, we'll gladly start if y'all. Because <laughs> I got oh, Y'all can like, kick that, it off because yeah, y'all, yeah. y'all might spark something. Yeah, y'all in might me spark our I, memory and be like, oh, well, yeah. We done well, had plenty well, of. Well, I definitely want to let Victoria talk about this, but <laughs> I know for me, for me <laughs> our, main, our main concern or problem with finances is just We're still arguing about finances. <laughs> we're not arguing about it. We, well, we're just coming to a new understanding about how we handle money yeah you know as far as you know getting an account together and the trust you know all that's there as far as checking so checking we good straight the the thing that we have (laughs) an issue with is credit yeah because 
you know, that's one thing I can't control that Victoria does because she has her cards and I have my <laughs> cards. And so, you know, there are times, uh, many a times, especially since we moved to Atlanta, yeah, you can breathe because that's how I be. And, uh, you I know, yeah, and there is like, uh, there have been so many Amazon boxes that have come to the door <laughs> that I wasn't Amazon. expecting that I just, proud I can't member. even. Amazon proud devil. Prime member. She's a proud, a proud prime member, yes. Um, but that's something, you know, we had to like really come to in a new agreement on. Because, mm-hmm. you know, at first it was just like, I told her I just really wanted to know before money was going out. Because whether it's checking or credit, you know, our money is the one that's paying the, the credit eventually. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, at a certain point before we had these conversations, in Victoria's mind, it's like, I'm swiping the credit card, but it's just me. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. yeah. my name on it. And it is your credit, but we had to understand, like, it's now it's our credit because we're one. Yeah. Right. Um, but that was, that's been a transition. And I want you to talk about how, how, mm-hmm. how, how it's been going for you. <laughs> Well, okay, I'm still working on myself. I do have a spending issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like to spend. I like to shop. I like to do all those things. And I think it is okay to like, to, like, for you, for me to be able to enjoy shopping. It's okay. But I think what I um, do is I feel a void. So um, it's that's what makes it unhealthy. So when I stress, I shop, and um. Or just get overwhelmed or when I have anxiety and different things like that. So I'm learning that that's just a, um, something that's very unhealthy that I am giving to the Lord and prayerfully he would deliver me from. Um, however, I know as far as with finances, it was also another thing that I had to come over. Uh, well, overcome. overcome, there we go, mm. is um, my mindset towards finances. So before me and Alex got married, we were long distance for almost three years. So um, technically, we were, toge- we were together, but I felt like a single woman. So I was taking care mm. of myself, um, living in the state all by myself. He was living in all other state. It was eight hours away. So it was like I was doing my own thing for so long that I was so conditioned and so used to just moving how I want to be moved, how I want to move, how I want to buy things, how I mm-hmm. want to do, you know, things my way. So when we yep. first got married, it was very hard for me to truly let go of that mindset and truly submit under my husband's authority on how he how we want for our household to handle finances, how we're gonna budget, what's mm-hmm. our vision on what we're gonna move forward with that. And once I overcame that, still which I'm, with, <laughs> I'm still working on it. I'm, I've gotten a lot better. But I think it was more so, I think the first couple of months, I was grieving, like, that singleness. Like, I kind of missed like, it. Was, Freedom. <laughs> yeah, I kind of missed it. Like, I love my husband. I'm so thankful to be married because it's a gift. It's an honor, Amen. you know, to have my husband in my life. But, you know... I don't know. It was just something about that freedom. And for me, mm-hmm. I was just so conditioned and used to it for three years. It was just me, 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 me. Especially with us being long distance, it really didn't help. So um, <clears throat> really just overcoming that. I'm still working on myself as far as just really letting go of 
my spinning ways where I'm feeling a void when I'm stressing. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I feel like we're on one accord as far as just being more conscious on what we're purchasing, um, being communicating different things mm-hmm. um, as far as before we make a purchase. What do you think about this? Should we do this? Mm-hmm. Let's look at the budget. Like, I'm doing a lot more better with that. And the crazy thing about it, like, um, I'm the one that makes the spreadsheets. I'm the one that does the numbers and things like that. Like that's, that's my Alex thing. Shakes his head. <laughs> like that's my thing as far as in our marriage. Like she, she likes to create the budget, but she colors outside the line. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like I can't even like I can't even follow what I'm even creating. It's just I don't know. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Like I think I think that's where that's where I'm having to learn more. Um, as far as like, cause, cause like I said, in marriage, we're both growing constantly. Mm-hmm. And so while she's growing in that area, I've had to learn and I'm still learning how to lead as a husband and how to, mm. you know, tell her no in certain instances. Because earlier on in our marriage, it was harder for me to tell her no because yeah. she was she would whine, she would complain, <laughs> and I would get to a point to where I, I would was, not whine. I would not whine and complain. Oh, like, yes, yes, I would you get would. Oh, yes, you, you would. would. <laughs> <laughs> And it was women have multiple Bye. manipulation tactics that can be very persuasive, and I won't go into detail for my under, under 21 years group, but anyway, um, so so during that season, I had I was, str- I was struggling to say no just because I wanted to, and as a, and as a husband, as a man, you want to give your wife everything she wants, mm-hmm. everything she desires, you know, that's what's burning in your heart to make her happy, to make her smile. And so when I couldn't do that, when I was having to say no, I felt like I was letting her down. But in actuality, I was letting myself down as the leader and as the head of the house by really opening up the door for her to just really do what she wanted to do. And and ultimately, I was giving her headship over the house because she didn't know what no meant. Because when I said no, it was like, okay, he's going to say yeah later if I just keep asking. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I had to really kind of hone in on and learn more about, you know, from a financial standpoint. Because, you know, it's something that you have to, you know, get a a grasp on. Because like you said, for both of us, you know, when you're single, you're single. But when you get married, you know, we get into these, oh, and I hate saying this, but get into Uh these roles. Mm -hmm. And, uh you know, in under God and you have to, you know, follow it. And, you know, if we don't, you know, like you said, there will be disorder. There will be chaos, uh, chaos, um, under it. And so, you know, that's something like I said that we're both learning. What about you guys? Yeah. I think, uh, I think the biggest, I would say the trauma, cause we really haven't had huge arguments when it comes to money. Cause I think like most of Mm -hmm. our things make sense. Like if it's obviously too expensive, like it's like, nah, like, it's clearly too expensive. I know you want it, but bruh, that, that doesn't even make any sense. Like those type of arguments for us haven't been that complicated. Actually, like, I think if we had to choose one, I would say, and it wasn't even really an argument. It was, <laughs> oh goodness. When you came back from basic training, um, oh yeah, he was not pleased about the credit card spending <laughs> while he so, was gone. <laughs> and that, I mean, and that carried over from Dallas because- when we were in Dallas, like we just got married, um, you had a great job. I just got into what I wanted to be doing as far as work goes. Like we were living good. We were, you know, we were young, just moved to Dallas, wanted to have some fun. And I mean, 
when I'm glad you hit on credit because boy, we got drunk on credit. Like <laughs> yeah. we got drunk on credit and literally like getting drunk at first. It's a good time, mm-hmm. but the hangover always comes and the hangover Whew. hurts and yes. you feel like it you sucks. hate yourself. It's like, why did I do that? Why did I do and that? And that was, that was definitely an experience <laughs> for us that took us. I had the heavy car ringer. too. I was like, ha. Boy, like, just put it on the car. Put it on the car. And I like, think, for, and I, and that's for most couples. And I think, me. like, what Victoria hit on was really important because, like, you feel like, okay, this is my car. I can handle this car. You handle yours, and mm-hmm. we'll be good. Mm-hmm. And like from the outside looking in, that sounds like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But literally, guys, when you're together, you have to operate and move as a team, yep. or it's not gonna work. And I promise you, it'll catch up with you eventually. Yeah. Like, let's say uh, we did do the thing where, you know, some person used their own credit card and they say, I'll handle it. I'll handle it. It's mine. I got it. Don't even worry about it. And the other person has their credit card and they're responsible with it. Okay. Let's say you guys want to do a mortgage and do it the right way. Put both of your names on it, you know, so there's no abuse or anything when it comes to the mortgage. But they got to pull both of y'all's credit and one of y'all's credit is jacked up. That is how your organi- organization is not acting as a team, yep. how it catches up with you. You guys have to spearhead everything together. Like, mm-hmm. it's not something... And I mean, it sounds traditional and old-fashioned, but it works. You have to think, operate, and move as a team. And that only builds by doing it over time. And we, we learned that, you know. We <laughs> learned that. You know, yeah. we have to start honestly looking at, okay, what is the balance? What is the balance on this card? What is the balance on that car? What's the balance on this one? Okay, this is what we're going to pay on this one. This is what we're going to pay on that one. We do not use that one anymore. We use this one for everything. If we're going to use one, this is what we use. He bought a safe. Hey, it works. And he just was like, we're not using this one anymore. It's in the safe. It's in the safe. And it stays there. We might need to try that. It works. But once we had the tough conversation of like, how did we build up this much debt? Mm -hmm. How did this happen? This doesn't make any sense. He just lost track. He's not even, like you said, just drunk on credit. Not even looking at, you know, having a conversation with each other. (laughs) It was just that whole idea of the credit card is in my name. Mm -hmm. I'll take care of it. She doesn't have to worry about it. He doesn't have to worry about it. I'll get it handled. I'm an adult. You know, I can do this. I can do this on my own. Don't worry about it. But yeah. guys, when you're when you're working in a marriage, these types of things you have to when especially when it comes to finances, guys, because finances and credit has so much to do with how this world operates mm-hmm. that you have to have an understanding of it together in order to be successful together. Yeah. That that's how it's going to work. There there's no world where you can do it by yourself and drag your wife or your husband along and they'll get it. It catches up. It always will catch up to you. So go ahead and have that conversation, guys, and make a plan and execute that plan. But don't think that you guys are just going to operate separately in this whole thing. And I don't care how much money you guys make. I don't care how much anybody makes. It will catch up. It will catch up. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) I I agree wholeheartedly, Ben. I think that's a good point. You know, to anybody out there that's looking to get married, that is newly married, that hasn't had these conversations about money. Because, um, like I said, we are in a similar situation now, just due to like thinking of it from that perspective. Because when we first got married, I, like you said, I thought, okay, we're going to combine the checking, we're going to handle the checking. You handle your credit, I handle my credit. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know, logically, like, okay, 
She'll take right. care of it. I'll take care of it. We'll keep up with each other credit we'll cards. In the middle. But yeah, but you know, after you know, learning my wife, that was not <laughs> the best option. That was not the best option for you know for either one of us. So, you know, I think that's something that everybody should consider going forward. I know you agree. Facts. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Dealing with those, you know, consequences now. Just trying yeah. to rebuild and yeah. get out of debt. It's so, so yeah. big. And I mean, I, I, it happens quick, so yeah. fast. Yeah. It happens so quick. And I, and I think it's kind of and it, a, a part of it. Of course, initially, it's our fault. But yeah. as well as as a, a, a couple, you have to understand where you're at. And where you're at financially. Because I think a lot of couples try to do things that people tell them to do and don't really... They take for granted where they're actually at. Mm -hmm. So let's say um, you want to do a date night every Thursday night. Or Friday night is you guys' date night. And you want to go to XYZ restaurant. And it's the restaurant y'all always go to. And, you know, one month, y'all might not have it to go to XYZ restaurant. And y'all don't want to go anywhere else. This is just a restaurant y'all go to. This is y'all's tradition. This is what y'all do for date night. It's date night. We got to go. And so you run up a bill. Uh, you run up some debt to keep this tradition going. Um, that will eventually catch up with you. Debt always catches up, y'all. It don't just go away. Mm-hmm. Um, it catches up, and now you're behind the eight ball because you're trying to live up to something you saw on the internet. Something someone told you, you know, always go on date night, never miss date night, never miss date night. Even if you can't, even if you can't afford it, never miss date night. <laughs> okay, you know, and and on the internet it reads well, it sounds good, but you do have to operate with where you guys are and understand. And you have to be creative. You have to be yeah, creative in the marriage. Don't like, be afraid to have that date night in. Like you have to be creative. There's a lot of <laughs> things. There's a lot of different things you can do that don't involve. Um, expensive gestures that don't involve the best restaurants in town. Like, there's a lot of stuff you guys can do if you simply explore, use Groupon, be humble, use Groupon. Like, don't act like Groupon don't exist. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all some of y'all are crazy. But <laughs> when it comes to these things, man, don't try to live up to these expectations people set. Operate with where your marriage or relationship is. There's, yeah. like, there's, there's, you have no obligation to do something if you cannot afford it. That makes absolutely no sense to the longevity and survival of your relationship. You're literally, it's tearing down the financial integrity of your relationship to keep building debt only to satisfy this tradition that can easily be picked up once you guys are out of debt. Mm -hmm. And with the understanding that we have to build a solid foundation of wealth in order to do more things we want to do on a repetitive basis. But that's why I, I just want to say, like, don't feed into that. I get it. Everyone loves date night. Everyone loves doing special stuff. But marriage isn't a whole bunch of special stuff you do all the time. Right. It's really not. Your, your teamwork, your dynamic, it's, it's going to be a lot more special and a lot more real than just, hey, we have to go on date night tonight. Let's go on date night to this restaurant we always go to. Like, it's a lot more than that. I mean, and you'll learn that as you get into it. But don't feel like you have to live up to this standard that I don't know who created. You know, probably some, it was probably the restaurant owners that created that standard. You know, the person who has the most expensive restaurant. Me and my wife been going here for years, you know, like, we order a hundred dollar steak. Like, whatever, man. Yeah, man, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I think that's. That's a major Did you point. Look at me. I do. I, do. I know. I'm like, I'm 
John, what's what's this? No, I I just think that's that's one of the main points. Like, you know, going back to my other point about learning how to lead, that's one of my main things that I've been trying to drive home just within our household. Because Mm. I think you have to live within your means and don't Mm. be pressured by society. Don't be pressured by your parents, your family, Instagram. Like, no matter what it is, you know, people... When you get married, I know a lot, you know, you guys are pregnant now, but you know, like I know a lot of times, um, Martin on the way. <laughs> you know, a lot of times, you know, when we get, we've, we're still getting pressured to have a baby and you know, mm-hmm. I'm just saying like, y'all, we ain't there yet. Like mm-hmm. we, like we just talked about, we got credit card debt, we got, we got student loans, we got stuff we need to take care of before, we bring, with that. before yes. we bring some people in here, you know, yeah. so, um, don't let nobody pressure you. Right. My masters, so my student loans are about to start. Right. Girl, they came for me last month. Like a thief in the night. I was like, what do you mean? So, yeah, I just feel like that's like, that's important to really stand pat, you know, for you both, for, for, the, for the wife to have or the, the woman in the relationship to have that understanding as well as the man. Because mm-hmm. um, like you said, for men, I know for us, ooh, I'm going to talk about something else, but I know like for men, Bring it on. You know, <laughs> we, we, we take a lot of pride in what we can do for our women, you know, and, and we want to puff our chest out Big and say facts. we're able to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the main things for me, I know, was her engagement ring. I was like, I want to get the best, you know, whatever I can get. But I had to I'm realize right I got to live within my means, you know, and so when other people... Uh, had bigger rings, bigger diamonds, or whatever. And at the time, I didn't even really understand like how the diamonds made. I just went mm-hmm. there. I was like, I, I guess like you that. want a diamond. I like that one. <laughs> she liked that one. Like, let's, nice. let's just roll. Let's roll with that. But you know, we start seeing other people. You know, you start comparing, and it's just like, dang, my ring don't really stock up. But it's just like, you have to realize, like, you bought your ring within your price, your your, your right. tax bracket, right? And so, you know, at that time, and her her granddad actually told me, like, something very special. He was just like, son, look, if she can't appreciate the ring you bought her, then she's my granddaughter, but she don't deserve to marry you. Shout out to G-Pop. <laughs> right. <laughs> because, my, because, because right really, <laughs> and that was and that was a word because, like, as a man, like, we put a lot on that, man. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, because I've, I've learned just talking to men, like, men put a lot of pride in that band they put on that girl's hand. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like, I put that rock Truth. on her hand, you know. <laughs> and, you know, in the woman, she takes pride in it, too. But, like, when you, when you live within those means and, and understand, like, what your financial range is at this time, you know, you don't really value that. You yeah. value, I was able, I'm taking a step out to show you how much I love you, yeah. no matter what ring I got. Right. And then that's reciprocated from both sides. And so once you take that mindset across the board into, like, where you live and your cars and, you know, the dates you go on and things like mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it makes everything, you know, so much Yo. more simple. You yeah. know, yeah. in vacations, everything. Because, you know, people are pressuring you on, like, you ain't living a certain life. And, you know, people go on a credit card there just to go somewhere special. Flex. Exactly. You, just, you never know what yeah. they, you know, what yeah. they're going through to get to that to vacation. Get, yeah. Like, I had to constantly, like, pull myself out of that. And sometimes it just takes, like, me getting off of social media because it's very easy to be like, oh, you know, don't compare, but it's hard. Like, because yeah. you look at it and you're like, dang, they at the beach again? Yeah, like, yeah. who goodness, I can't remember the last time I went to the beach. Yeah. But it's, you don't know their situation. So, yeah. you know, it just, you just never know. Yeah. Like for like for us, um, when we, perfect example, when we went to, um, we went out of the country um, last go. year. Or... Um, no, 
No, when we went out of the country last year, yes, we went to Africa and London, and people were, like, messaging me and, like, oh, you know, you guys, like, y'all got it like that or whatever, whatever. I'm like, this was for work. Work. (laughs) (laughs) This was for work, and I was just, you know, blessed enough. We had to cut check for me, but that was it. Right, blessed enough to be able to, you know, bring bring my husband, which was great. Um, But, yeah, so it's just, like, that's a prime example. You just never know. Like, no, we ain't pay for that. (laughs) No. Segwaying back to you, Al, and I think you hit something that was really huge because, like, as a, and I'm learning, and I had to learn and understand, like, as a man, you can't derive your masculinity from how much money's in your bank account. Mm. Um, first of all, not only the fact that it doesn't prove that you're a man, just because I don't care how much money you make, like, yeah. <laughs> money doesn't make you a man, for one. But for two, it can cause a lot of problems within your marriage and in your relationship. 100%. Like, because a lot of dudes feel like if they're not the one who's making enough money, then they can't necessarily be the leader. And if you derive your ability to lead from the amount of money you're bringing in, how much of a leader can you truly be? Mm. That Ooh. leads to a point. Going I mean, and it's, it derives Ooh. from yeah, I just feel like it, it's, it's a controlling mindset to have that I make the money, so I make the decisions. And yeah. when I don't yes. make the money, I no yes. longer make the decisions. Yep. So yeah. you're looking more, you're as a man, or I guess as a boy, you're looking for control and manipulation, yes. not necessarily leadership. You don't mm-hmm. want to lead. You just want to control something. Yep. And you're not a man. If you don't make enough money or you don't make a certain amount of money than your wife makes and you can't make decisions or you don't feel like you have the power or control to make decisions. Yep. Well, I mean, if that's what you derive your ability to make decisions from, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be in that role in the first place because that's abusive. Like yep. it's not you're not making decisions out of the love and care of your wife. You're making decisions out of the fact that you feel like you're owed to make those decisions because you make a certain amount of money. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's that's problematic. That's highly problematic on a lot of level levels. So like fellas, check that for one. Like be careful with that. This is this is one of my favorite topics to debate. Boy, bring like, it on. This is this is why I feel so strongly gender against gender roles. Oh goodness. I, yes. I hate it so much. Because like he's saying, like when you think of a typical husband's or man's role, it's just as being described it. And, you know, mm-hmm. some men have that kind of toxic masculinity that's tied to their bank account to where... I make the money, so I make <laughs> right, the rules. Right, So, <laughs> you know, you make the money, you make the rules, and you mask that in front of, like, you saying, well, my wife will never have to work a day in her life or something, you know, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But then really... You don't care about that. But really, you don't care about that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, you really just care about... You don't care about her security. You just care about, you know, your, able, your ability to control her. And look like you control. <laughs> and look like... Yeah, look like you control. And so... And really, that's manipulation because when you think about it from the standpoint, anything can happen to anybody. And if you were, as a husband get injured and your wife's not working and she hasn't had a, a history of working. It's going to be hard times, boy. Be very what, hard. What, what happens? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Don't get rough. And I, and, I, and I translate that across the board even to, and that's, that's one of the things we talked about a lot, you know, from our dating life, even before we got married, just because she was used and taught, you know, that whole traditional uh, mindset of dating and as a man, as a woman. And for me, I really, even. Because I was also taught. To go get, you know, right, right, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you were taught like yeah, to just color. to just wait on somebody. I'm just uh, saying. I'm, t- I'm, talking about, I'm talking about from a dating <laughs> perspective because once you had a man, you 
you thought from the mindset and perspective, like, he was supposed to, like, do everything. Like, he was supposed to pay for dates and do all this and do that. And so, for me, even not from... Not everything. Not everything. <laughs> you were, use your words. Like so, when you said... <laughs> <laughs> this you is mean? like, wait. Right. <laughs> well, okay, almost. Almost We on where? Almost <laughs> It's going on the record. So, so what would you? So, like, what would you what say? What do you mean by almost everything? Like, can you just like give us some clarity? You tell me. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to follow. This podcast going on vinyl. I guess. <laughs> but, no. So for me, like I said, I think it's almost everything. Just because, like I said, it was dates. It was like everything that you typically would think a man should pay for. You expected that. Okay, we'll, we'll give an example. So one of our biggest arguments, I can remember, I can see it vividly in my head. <laughs> we were going on a date. Uh, a double date with Kim, who was on our podcast last mm-hmm. time, and we were going downstairs at the time. This was a time in college where she was standing on the edge. Y'all know where that is. Mm-hmm. I was standing around the corner, <laughs> and you was twenty. I was nineteen. Yeah, she was twenty. I was nineteen. No, vice versa. Yeah. But basically, um, we were about to go on a date, and I didn't. I we were like we have constantly reversed roles in our marriage in our finances until we got married and now we both work but in college I wasn't working at this time but she was and I was making money here and there like freelancing and doing stuff like that but I didn't have a steady job I was the man <laughs> <laughs> but so for her like we were about to go on this date and Victoria had more money than me and so we had an understanding before that like that she was gonna pay like you know what I'm saying like you know we got this so I was I was mm-hmm. like cool like we were finna go so they were getting ready to come pick us up and before that like Victoria was like hey here take this money <laughs> Uh, before yeah. we go, yeah. and I was just like, <laughs> so you don't want to like, you don't want to do this in front of them. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> we know, but they exactly. You be like, they don't want to know. know. Like, they don't know. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> and so I took kind of offense to that because I was just like, you know, I was just done that before. So <laughs> we gave me the debit card. Yeah. I've done that before. I was just. <laughs> I was just somebody, I was just like to stand on my principles. Like, if that's yeah. my situation, I'm going to own it. Like, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's me. Yeah. And it's you. I had to truth. So, I want to, I want to, and it's, and it's just like, right, right. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, what we say, it translates, like you said, in the marriage of like just living your situation, living your truth, owning like your financial situation. Mm-hmm. And so, I was in that same mindset then. It's just like, no, nigga, we, we're going to go on this date. Exactly, and, <laughs> and when it's time to pay, you gonna pay, and we gonna break and barriers, it and it is what it is. Yeah. yeah, and so, like I said, for me, yeah. that's why when I say everything, like she had that expectation, and the reason we argued about it, and we didn't even talk the whole ride in the car. I was we drove all the way. Didn't even know it. So awkward. It was so awkward. <laughs> so awkward because we was they arguing about that it. We was yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it was, but it was mainly just about like, look, like you know, if. If we're if this is our situation, let's just stand behind it. It don't right. have to be mm-hmm. like traditional, like demand pay for everything mm-hmm. in front of everybody. If not, it's an embarrassment. Yeah. Because if I'm not embarrassed, you shouldn't be embarrassed. And you know right. what? The crazy thing about like those traditional stereotypes, I strongly believe they come from situations where men didn't live up to those stereotypes. So mm-hmm. you as the next generation or their son or mm-hmm. their um their nephew or whatever, now you have to fulfill that. Because I messed up and I felt embarrassed and I felt like my manhood and my ego was attacked. Mm. Now, this is what you can't ever do. And I mean, if if it happened and you survived through it, your relationship is fine. Mm. Like, bro, she paid this time. Like, she has it. And I think, like, because me and Aspen were together all of her college career, um, the back end of mine, we got to see each other, like, 
sometimes I got it, sometimes she got it. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it Same is what here. it is. Either way, we both yeah. eat. So, it's mm-hmm. just like, yo, just figure it out and you learn how to survive and thug it out from there. Yeah. Shout out to Troy University. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I just, I just definitely feel like trying to live up to those old traditional stereotypes. Some of them are good and some of them have a lot of good value towards building a relationship but some of them when you really break down like what they are what they say why you can't do this or that it doesn't make any sense it's not practical and i just feel like some things like you just have to think about some things you take with you some things you leave where they at and you know some of them can be i mean it just it, it all depends and i mean i'm not the one to give the rules on everything but i definitely feel like if it works for your relationship, if it works for your marriage, right. keep doing it, you know, because there's a lot of people that try to live up to things that they obviously can't or obviously haven't. And they just want to put up a facade or a look like they can live up to those right. things. Yeah. And they really don't behind closed doors. Right. So it's OK. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you live in your truth and you, you enjoy whatever you guys have in whatever situation you are, because just like today. You know, maybe you can't pay for it today. Tomorrow, you got a million, and it's like you can pay for anything. You know, life is is crazy how quick things can switch and flip flop. That it it's it's just it's important just to live in whatever situation you're in and own that, and don't be ashamed of that. Like, because the the same person laughing at you today could literally be in the same situation you're in. So it's it's all ridiculous. Yeah. I, I just, my main point of it is though is that I just feel like people should not be looked at as less than in oh, their yeah. gender mm-hmm. just because you don't fit into a certain box. Yeah, absolutely. Because because from a woman's perspective, and I've painted this picture to Victoria before, like if she wasn't able to cook because she can, I don't want you to be looked at as somebody that's less of a woman mm-hmm. because in a typical gender role, if you don't cook or if you don't clean mm-hmm. you're not Thumbs a woman up. Wow. you know it's like you know they teach that in the traditional household like oh well girl you better learn how to cook or you better learn how to, for you to keep a man mm-hmm. yeah. you know so for all them girls that's burning stuff like now they, mm-hmm. they think they ain't a woman <laughs> <laughs> you know? so, yeah, a man's heart is through his tongue exactly. yep. Yep. so and then like like ben said for men it's just like money and being able to provide it's definitely money know, yeah, it's, like, just, it's, it's I, I think it can all like for men, it's all it's almost money. derived in money. Like, yeah, it's not even about being healthy. Yeah. Not even like keeping your physique up. It's just yeah. money. It's like, money. It, which is crazy now that I think about it. But it's like, mm-hmm. if you making money, you straight. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's, it's unhealthy, you know, because it gets <laughs> it gets some people to a certain point. You know, now we have. You know, and I'm not judging these people, but some women who just want men for money, mm-hmm. or just want to be that's taken, facts. or just want to be taken care of, and yep. and that's just a very slippery, unhealthy it, it's, slope. It's a dangerous, it's a dangerous perspective because I, yeah. I understand the the nature of surviving and the nature of finding mm-hmm. a mate who can provide. Right, mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah, and I understand you know the need or want or desire to find that in a man, but mm-hmm. you know the thought also has to go to through if you're so hard pressed on the financial aspect what other things are you missing you know is this person generous is he actually kind to you mm-hmm. is he manipulative with his money because it's one thing for someone to be a provider but for someone to always bring up money as far as a reason why they can do or not do certain things in a relationship like that's that's very toxic and problematic like that can cause a lot of tension yeah. And I mean, you, he would provide, but 
every time you want to do cost? something, it's <laughs> like, oh, well, I make the money. Or, oh, well, you don't make any money. Or you don't make as much money as me. And that's not a good environment to live in either. Like, uh, yeah. your marriage won't prosper in that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know... Yeah. I'm not a woman, but I'm just saying, give that some thought. I mean, but, <laughs> I mean for us, I will say this too, since, since I had to be um, honest and transparent you <laughs> at this point as well. I know when we first moved to Atlanta, it was very hard because we both moved out here, like we said a few episodes ago, on faith. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have jobs, we didn't have anything. Right now, she's thinking about what I'm about to say. <laughs> but um, when we first got here, Victoria got a job first. Mm-hmm. And so for her to get a job first, I had to wait like, Two, three, two months, three months after she got her job to get a job. Now that wasn't in your field or nothing, but you you were working before I could work, and so that was tough on Victoria um, because she was just seeing me at home, and it was like every time yeah. I come home, I might be playing the game or watching the TV. The house but is dirty. The house, yeah, so, <laughs> you know, it was it was it was causing tension because it was like you know she basically she was seeing me in the same spot every time, but she didn't know like. What I was doing was I applying for doing stuff. Or, right. I've been doing stuff. You know, I might not have been doing stuff. But, you can't see it. Right, right, right. Okay, right, right. right. But, Playing a game out there. And I'm going to give her a chance to, you know, talk about it. But, like, for me, I just know during that season, it was a tough time for us because mm-hmm. she was understanding that role. Well, it was bad because she was having to be the provider. But at that time, it was like she was making the most money. Mm-hmm. And so... When she had that power, there were certain instances where she was like abusing it a little bit. It was just like, <laughs> it's like I'm bringing in the dollars, <laughs> twisting that knife a little twisting bit. That knife. <laughs> so it was just like, dang, like, like that. You gonna kick me while I'm down? Like, jeez. Yeah. Well, just to add a little bit to that story, it was the first three months of our marriage. That is true. Um, it did not so make it easier. It did not make it easier. So yeah, we were. Wow. We just moved to a new state. We were long distance for two years and nine months. So we were basically learning each other again um, in a space where it's just we're under one roof. It's not the whole, oh, I get to see you every two months or every month. You know, we're together for the weekend or five days, leave, and then whatever, keep it moving. So it's just like that was that was it was uh, it was impacted with so much like literally learning you again you learning me again um learning each other ways and how we like things um bec- like living together like coexisting omg that was just a lot and like like doing that first three months was just so tough because i was just it was a hard transition just that's supposed to be, I guess, that honeymoon time of our marriage or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't even believe in a honeymoon because <laughs> you make your marriage, but you make your marriage. But I that's like supposed that. to be like, like you that. know, one. I guess what everybody oh. say the typical honeymoon. So, um, but it was like really, it was tough for us. And me making, you know, being a provider and figuring things out. And to me, it's just like. This is not what I want our marriage to be simply because I seen my mom go through that. So it was more so just I always like so it was flashbacks of what I always said I did not want for my marriage to be like because it was situations where my mom had to do that. And so it was I took it very personal where I did kick you down. 
And I noticed things where I was getting disrespectful, where I was doing things out of order. But I also was very new in a role of a wife. So I was learning, but I also was just, I don't know, it was just, it was like a, it was a rude awakening. Like showing God, showing me through you, through your eyes of what really was going on within myself. Like it was a true mirror and a reflection of some things that was in me that I wasn't healed from. And just some things that, you know, some ugly things in me that I just did not know about myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to learn from that. I had to really, you know, I apologize to you about that. And I recognize how I was out of order, um, how I was wrong to kick you down. Because I know you're just thinking from a man and knowing what type of man you are. You're not the type where you just want me to just take care of you and not do anything. That's just not you anyway. And I knew that, but at that time, it was just really tough. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it was. And that, it was it was just really annoying because, like, I wasn't working in my field. I literally took just any job. So I literally went from a salary position working Monday through Fridays, weekends off, all living paid holidays. Then I get this Good living. Good living, right. nice living. Mm-hmm. This get this ten dollar per hour job, working weekend every weekend. Ghetto had to work. The the, I think I had to like they was even open on Thanksgiving because I think I oh, started goodness. the second week in November, or no, it was the day after Thanksgiving. It was the day after, yeah. It's it's a a, G it was just a exactly, mm-hmm. and so it was just it was a it was just a huge transition. Like literally mm-hmm. a, a month before that. I'm just like, you know, living my best life, having a great paying job, this and that, and then I'll get to this ten dollar per hour. Why did I get married? And I, <laughs> exactly. Like my I come home, the place is a mess. We just moved. So I, I didn't have time to really unpack and get the house together right. because I'm the one that's working and bringing the bacon home. And you at <laughs> home and like I see you and I come in and you're playing a game or you're doing this and then I'm just like, okay. It was just, it was very tough. Like, it was just so much stuff. That's why I don't think it was just that one thing, the fact that I was, like, providing at the moment. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if we was a little bit established, a little bit later on in our marriage and things, it would be different. But it was just a lot in just one moment. Mm-hmm. But what I learned from that is, regardless of what the situation is, you know, um, you still were my leader and I should treat you as such. So that was one thing that I had to learn. Whatever the, regardless of what the circumstances may look like, um, I still should be able to respect you. Um, and I still should be able to be that wife. But I just had to learn. Just had to learn and just grow, grow that and understand that. Because I really mm-hmm. just did not know it was so all so new. Yeah. No, I just I just wanted you to just share that because I know, you know, for anybody else that may be listening that may be about to get married or is married, or, you know, you're kind of going through things with your significant other. Like, that was an important point in our marriage just because yeah. that was, like, one of the first times, like she said, like, we were able to be a mirror for one another. Yeah. Because when you get married, like, you truly see, because you really are with some, you're one with somebody now. Yeah. And so when you see, you're seeing certain areas in yourself that you have to grow. Yeah. You know, that was one of the areas for her. I know for me, one of the areas I had to grow was just, like, being so combative and argumentative. Yeah. I love to debate. 
So when we when we argue, <laughs> it's like I used to make it almost like a sport. So like it was certain arguments we didn't even really have to argue. It didn't really have to be a debate. But just because I wanted to go back and forth, I would take it there. Mm-hmm. And so I had to grow in that and just say, you know what? Some of this is just not worth it. Mm-hmm. So I can if I see now I have the power because I'm the one egging this on, I can just dead it. And now it's it resolves. It's, yeah. It stops so many unnecessary arguments that we would have been still having if I would have just kept keeping that same energy with you about right. like you know arguing about nothing that really yeah. just didn't amount to anything it's just because I wanted to see because I'm just like I like to have intellectual Fresh debates bugs. and just petty debates and it just it's just not he does too <laughs> uh, I wouldn't I say that whenever I want whenever I want to get a point out um right what what I really think though, like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> what I really think is the most important thing about that whole situation, and like, I'm glad y'all shared that because you know that's very raw and very honest, and a lot mm-hmm. of people don't want to admit things like this. Um, when you get married, the person you marry doesn't all of a sudden become perfect, and mm-hmm. neither do you. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to have your faults. They're going to have their faults. Yep. And you guys are going to do each other wrong every now and again. It's going to happen because neither of you are perfect individuals. Right. But the important part that you guys said that you guys reconciled, you apologized, you talked about it, and you got better because of it. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's such an important, essential part of a successful marriage, being able to cut away all the crap and say, I am sorry. I made a mistake. This is what I did. Like, I'll do better. Yeah. You know, and it's and I think those are the <laughs> moments where our relationship builds and becomes stronger. And we become more whole individuals for our marriage. Yeah. You know? But I don't want people thinking because your husband or your wife did something that hurt you or did something wrong, you know, that, that all of a sudden means you have to run to the court to get a divorce. Like, oh, no. that's, I mean, that's not what's going to happen. Like, you're never, you, if you're looking for a perfect person to do this life with, I mean, you might as well, you might as well not date anybody, you know, because there, there are no perfect people. That people are going to hurt you. People are going to do things, say things that you're not going to like. And, you know, of course, this comes with reason, you know, reasonably so in a relationship. There is, you know, a a, a tolerance or, you know, a level or an extent that this abuse or behavior can go to. But, you know, in general, as far as, you know, things that are reasonable, when those wrongs are done, it's important as a relationship or as a marriage to come together and reconcile as a couple as well and admit those things. That's how you grow, like... Yep. You, bad things are gonna happen. Someone's gonna say something stupid. Someone's gonna do something stupid. It, it's gonna happen. You know. The important thing is, at the end of it, does both of you guys understand that what what happened, what was wrong, what was right, what y'all can do in the future to be better? I think that's that was really dope that y'all shared that. That's awesome. And that's nice. some really great advice as well. What you just said and. Mm-hmm. and we have to. We have to be open and transparent. Um, honestly, it just is our transparency is really just. I don't know. Me talking about that, it just made me just get into a grateful space because it's just like, wow, that was a year ago. We had overcome so much, and yep. just one year, and we have grown so much, and just one year. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's just God putting us in. Oh, you know, we can put us in situations to grow. 
Just stretch you, stretch your faith, stretch yeah, your relationship. And I think that is important. You know, I think that's one of the keys. You know, we took into this relationship was when we learned that in premarital counseling, as far as when you argue, like, you know, be quick to apologize yeah. and come to a resolution. You know, don't let it linger. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's or where you, you're giving, you know, the door, mm-hmm. the door for the devil to come in and get in your brain and get in your mind. Right. Um, and so, you know, for me, Victoria is the one that doesn't really like the quick resolution. And so, um, <laughs> what you, mean? you you can be like that when you when you get mad, you go in your corner, you don't want to talk. I, I have to process things. She has to process. <laughs> and so, so sometimes, like now, like if she does that, I'll just go in there with her and just pray over her and then... She'll immediately just calm down. It's de-escalated immediately. Oh, that's so, so nice. You yeah. know, I just... Because I just learned, like, at the end of the day, it's, this has just become so simple to me, even from when we were just dating. Like, I've learned, and Victoria learned, like, we're going to end up laughing about it. We're going to end up smiling. No matter how bad it is, Yeah, we're going to end up laughing about it. It's going to be... Because it's like, it's just a situation. It's just something that happened. It's nothing that's that deep. Doesn't that make mm-hmm. things so much easier once you come to that realization? Like, no matter what it is, we we gonna get past it. We gonna laugh about it, right. and that's just it. And like, I feel like no it. Enough. Right, you're not going nowhere. <laughs> so once you come to that realization, I feel like your relationship, your marriage, all of that, it's just so it, it's so much easier because it it's easier. like. All right, I don't care what we arguing about right now or how bad it seems right now. Like we ain't going nowhere. So right. <laughs> you'll be mad right for a couple seconds, right? But you know, we're gonna be fine. Big it up, right? Mm-hmm. We'll be okay. Oh, you know how you tell me. You know you want to smile, and I literally yeah. I'm so goofy. I do everything. <laughs> she's trying to act hard and be mad. Yeah. All I have to say is, really you know don't. you want to smile, <laughs> and then she just be she started smirking, started laughing. So oh, it's just like goodness. you're not really mad. Like, <laughs> Mad as you want to be, like you good. Okay. So you trying no. to stay mad, right? Exactly. <laughs> so no, I think that's important, and um, you know, to end this podcast, I just want to give you guys opportunity just to give. We we dro- y'all dropped a lot of gems today. Uh, yes. <laughs> but, Thank you, Martin, so, so much for joining but, us. Sparked off of y'all, but I just yes. want y'all to uh, first just give any advice to any young couple that just got married or is looking to get married. How they can keep that same energy in their marriage and their relationship, and then lastly, just you know, y'all in and just tell everybody about your YouTube channel and your Instagram mm-hmm. page and your, where they your can, business and your, and your business. <laughs> right, and where they right, can like, all right. Um, I mean, I guess advice I would say, um, try to keep the outside opinions that you listen to to a minimum. Um, at the end of the day, your marriage is about the two of you. You guys are a family now. You guys are one now. So um, just try and keep, you know, the opinions, that the outside opinions that you listen to to a minimum and always communicate with each other. I know it sounds cliche, but um, communication is so, so important, especially when you're, you know, young and married. <laughs> it's, it's very important. So just make sure that you communicate no matter how you think it may make the other person feel you might think it may lead to an argument trust me it's better out than in so yes. that's what i would say yeah um ooh, advice <laughs> i think you really hit on a lot that covered a good bit of it uh, I um that's that benefit of being one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you covered all of that um yeah Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um but 
we have a YouTube channel if you guys want to tune in every now and again. We have some older videos. We have some newer videos coming on. Um, what is the title of the channel? I can't remember um, how to so find if us. You, so the way to find us um, on YouTube is just type in Aspen and Ben and it'll pop right up. Um, I don't think we're Instagram. discoverable as the Martins just yet, but once we get there, it'll be great. Um, <laughs> and then on Instagram, um, it's uh, two underscores, the Martins, um, and we, you know, post our, our quotes and all about life and whatnot and post um, when we have new videos as well. So. Yeah. Appreciate y'all yeah. for having us. Yes, thank y'all so much. I'm so awesome. glad we did this. Yeah, <laughs> I think it'll be very helpful um, to people that listen, so thank you guys for coming on this stuff. My fourth. also pretty lots of sisters. Oh, yeah. hey, <laughs> Wonderful brother <laughs> coming along. And y'all definitely check out their YouTube channel and their Instagram page. Their Twitter thank page you. as well. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. We, have a, we have a whole Twitter, right? As y'all can see. <laughs> <laughs> they are dropping, they have been dropping gems on this podcast and if you guys want it on the daily Definitely check out their um, social media handles. Yes. Right. Um, and we're we're underscore the Martins on Twitter too. Yeah. So. Same thing. Yeah. You'll find us. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So y'all make sure y'all go check them out and support. Uh, we thank you guys for taking the opportunity, well, the time to listen to this podcast with us, <laughs> uh, today, and we'll be back soon with another one. All right. So let's keep that same energy until next time. You guys be with us. Bye. Bye.